The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. And I'm your host, Raider Greg. Welcome to the show. And boy, this is the post-draft era for the Oakland Raiders. We have one week. Yes, that's right. This week is a mandatory mini camp. We'll get a look at everyone, I'm sure, with the new Raiders website and all the interviews they have on there. It's pretty damn cool. So, without further ado, let's hit it. Show 146. Raider Nation, you've been hitting the bone line, and it's very cool to see that. 1-800-620-7181. If you got something to say, man, get on the bone. Bad of the bone. Today we have a dingo ate my baby, who is, of course, from the blackholesun.com. Check out his blog. Very cool and very cerebral. There you go, dingo ate my baby. It's on you. Hey, Greg. Hey, Randy. This is a dingo ate my baby. I'm just calling to talk a little bit about the draft. Man, we had a great, great draft this year. I am so excited about all these young guys coming in. I hope we turn over a bunch of these old veterans and let's get some new blood in here and get some energy. You know, I've been uh, listening to the radio, watching stuff online, and seeing how people are hacking on the Raiders a little bit about the Randy Moss trade. Boy, you know, I don't think that they realize how much we got for that trade. We not only got a fourth-round pick, but we got $8 million in cap space, and we got a free trip to the doctor. That's right. We went to a proctologist and got a two-year-old complete pain in the ass removed. So I am happy as can be. Have a good one. Later. That's right. I agree with everything he's got to say about the roid that was just removed from our asses collectively as the Raider Nation. So let's look into the show, and here we go with today's show. Yeah. Yeah. Oak Do you know about my city? Oak the city of Oak. Oak Oh, don't you know? Do you know about my city? The city of Oak. Oh, don't you know? Now let's take a little trip down memory lane. First story we're going to hit is Welcome to the Black Hole. The 11 prospects, we're going to go over those guys, talk a little bit more about them in detail, and see where we're going with them, perhaps. And of course, we got a great story. Meet Nancy Gay, columnist here for the San Francisco Chronicle, and she is the new. Asshole of the month. Yes, Nancy Gay's story about the Oakland Raider draft. Blatantly transparent. And I'll tell you why. We're going to also have Raider take as a great post-draft hangover. Can you believe it? i tell you right now. I can't believe how much press and for how long I've been listening about the draft. It's like the presidential election for crying out loud. You just want it to be over with. And of course, we will hit the Raider Nation podcast comments forum section. So, into our first story. Okay, folks, I got to tell you right now, Nancy Gay, a columnist that I used to actually read because I thought she was pretty refreshing. She's pretty pretty refreshing in the Bay Area, and I used to read her stuff until 
Of course, when Lane Kiffin was hired, she asked Al Davis some bullshit question that was not only stupid, but it was very disrespectful. Al Davis appropriately picked up her tape recorder and turned it off and said, that will be enough of this reporter. So Nancy Gay got all emotional. Oh, gosh, I'll get you back. And we have another hater on our hands. And it's blatantly transparent that she got her little feelings hurt. And let's go over the article, shall we? She talks first about the Raiders drafted LSU quarterback Jamarcus Russell, number one overall pick. But rookie coach Lane Kiffin, getting his first taste of true NFL gamesmanship, did little after that to distinguish himself, running a draft board against the experienced, quote-unquote, big boys. Big boys, Nancy, that's just brilliant, brilliant journalism. Here she goes on to say, two trades did little or nothing to help the team. We learned this much, she says. Kiffin essentially told the NFL that he didn't have what it took, the patience, the skills, or the stomach to motivate and coach Randy Moss. Well, that's yet to be seen, Nancy Gay. How many teams has he been on? How many cancers in the locker room does he have to be before he's branded a cancer in the locker room? I tell you, Nancy, it's a bunch of bullshit. If you're going to slam the Raiders, I wish you would use a little more creativity and imagination. Let us go on <laughs> and, and go on with this article because you got to hear it. So Kiffin did what he saw coming. He allowed a Super Bowl-proven winner, Patriots coach Bill Belichick, to pilfer the former All-Pro player who essentially has been on ice for the past two seasons for nothing more than a second-day draft pick. Well, we didn't want his funky ass in Oakland. He quit playing on the team. How much more do you think we're going to get for him, Nancy? How much better would you have planned this, Nancy Gay? From the San Francisco Chronicle. I think that you, of all people, have no position to make a position. Especially because your feelings are hurt. Let us go on with her crappy article. And how about day one, deal with Detroit? You have to love that, too, she says sarcastically. The Raiders picked up two players, quarterback Josh McCown, NFL record as a starter, 9-12 and 12 in five seasons, ha-ha-ha, <laughs> and an overweight, bad-attitude wide receiver, Mike Williams. Well, Nancy, you if you knew the, the needs of the team, you would shut your pie-hole about picking up a veteran quarterback that we've been trying to do for months. Hello? They wanted more for him before the, before the uh, draft. You are so brilliant, Nancy. You should read someone else's articles to get a clue on what's happening here in the Raiders. Now she goes on to say this. Down the road, the 49ers... Ah, you can hear the, the angels singing. Ah... Gave the Raiders a look on how to draft and how it should be run. They get an A for their foresight, effort, creativity, and drafting high-character, playmaking players. Well, hallelujah! Hallelujah, Nancy Gay! You are truly the... (laughs) 
asshole of the month. She goes on to brag about Nolan and his establishment of a team and making the big transition. And this is how she, another thing she says about the Raiders. The Raiders have every right to feel a little uneasy right now. The Raiders have every right to feel a little uneasy right now. Who feels uneasy? Will you please call the bone line 1-800-620-7181 and tell me what you think about Nancy Gay and her article? Because I'll tell you right now, that's a bunch of bullshit. And this is another thing she had to throw in at the very end. This is great. Russell said over and over Saturday how thrilling he was to play on the same team with Moss. Now the franchise quarterback will throw deep balls to Doug Gabriel, a player, coincidentally, that Bill Belichick cut last season. Hardy, har, har. I don't understand, Nancy. What's, what's wrong, Nancy? Did you get your feeling hurt, Nancy? She goes on to say how Randy Moss is going to go to New England and torch the rest of the NFL, and Oakland will have egg in their face. She goes on to say who we should have grabbed instead of who we shouldn't have grabbed. She describes our players, Michael Bush, she uh, being an injury prone because he has a titanium rod in his leg and he'll never amount to anything, and neither will anyone else. Nancy Gay, you are the asshole of the month. Very, very transparent, this geek. I can't believe, well, I can't believe her. I wrote her a nice little note uh, using several expletives and uh, I described myself, of course, as who I am. And said if she ever liked to retort this, she, we, I'd be more than happy to have her on the show. So maybe Nancy Gay will be on the show in the not-too-distant future. Let us hope so. That would be great to grill her right here in front of the nation. You know, it's funny. <laughs> it's funny because Nancy Gay, I'm telling you, man. That woman was a good writer. There was a time when I'd read her stuff and I'd say to myself, and when she used to write about the Raiders, she'd have some pretty interesting insights and she wouldn't bash us and it was just amazing. And she was very, very equal in her justice. But now, since Al turned her off, literally turned her off, she has been the wild biatch. And this is a perfect example of her bullshit. You know... Take a Prozac, Nancy, get over it, slap a pad, move on, and, uh, well, what else can I tell you, man? I can't believe it. Can't you be an unbiased writer? Can there any be, be any unbiased writers in the Bay Area? Ugh, it's brutal. We get hit from everywhere. Oh, well, it's good. Like I said, man, someday they're going to have to look back and just suck it up. Like drinking one of those cocktails from um, that that show. What is it? Ah, oh, that stupid show where they grind up a bunch of bugs and they put a bunch of, you know, horse manure in a glass and you're supposed to drink it <laughs> or eat a bug or bite off a pigeon head. Whatever they do on those shows, man, that's what it's like. All those writers are going to have to get down and get dirty. And that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> Thank you.
has a great post-draft hangover thing. It, it's a great thing. I love it. I love it. It's very cool. Sean from the Raider Take, the most cerebral. I met Sean, and I couldn't believe his insight, his wisdom. Um, he's a cool dude, a great fan. Um, and that's all I got to say, man. Great individual. And those who know him, love him. And I'll tell you what, he's a great guy. All right, so here we go. Raider takes post-draft hangover. <clears throat> My head still hurts, but in a good way. I'm stoked. I don't have a lot more to add to what everyone else is saying about the draft. We are plowing nasty thistles and rotting moss, <laughs> pun intended, into the earth, creating fresh topsoil from which will sprout new ideas and energy, resulting in a bountiful harvest of victory and righteousness when the Raider haters choke on their fields of weeds. Amen! I said like a true preacher, man. Funny how at the very moment that the mainstream media is grudgingly giving high draft marks to the Raiders, Fox Sports and Yahoo Sports gave us A grades, for example, and the guy at Sports Illustrated who last week said that the Raiders have given up gave us a B plus. I love it. One of our local scribes dipped into the wisdom well for this little pearl, thanks to the tip from Blanda Rock. The Raiders drafted LSU quarterback Jamarcus Russell number one overall, but rookie coach Lane Kiffing getting his first true taste of the NFL gamesmanship did little after that to distinguish himself running a draft board against the experienced big boys. I just went over that story, and that was from Nancy Gay. From the San Francisco Chronicle. Give her credit, my friend. She needs every bit of it. Translation. As always, I'm going to write that Al Davis ran the team's whole draft. But it's a good draft, so I couldn't give Davis any credit. So our pretendant was a bad draft and lay the it entirely on Kiffin's feet. While reserving the right to blame Al Davis for everything in the future. Then, when Kiffin succeeds, I'll pretend I never wrote this and <laughs> say that he's just like John Gruden, who curiously operated totally beyond the control of the owner who controls everything. That's exactly what would happen in this. That's the translation that we get all the time, Raider Nation, as you know. But it's funny to take a look at it, and the way Sean describes it, it's precious, man. It's awesome. <laughs> it's the bomb! Here we go. He goes on to say, I love the fact that we address specific needs like QB, tight end, running running back, and defensive end. I still question Higgins at wide receiver in our third round, but I hope I'm proven wrong. I hear he's a great talent and a special teams threat. It's not like I dislike Higgins, but it's just that I'm sick of rival running backs ripping off 25 yards on third and six in the worst possible moments. And we've all been there. We need to develop some run stuffers fast. Maybe Higgins can hit the weights and the 40 ounces in the pizza parlor and eventually play defensive tackle as well. According to reports, he goes on to say, Belichick and the New England officials apparently have been candid that there will be a zero-tolerance approach and that kind of behavior that has manifested at times in the past will not be acceptable. 
Wow. What a novel concept. Why didn't it happen here? Okay, let's go on to say. Here we go. It's still hard to fathom. This is my favorite part. It's still hard to fathom how many fans are dancing on Randy Moss's grave, myself included. Me too. I was taking out the trash tonight while on the phone I heard my neighbor, a fellow Raiders fan, hollering, Randy Moss, Randy Moss, with his sons pointing upward in the, to the moon. What next? A parade? Question, can you think of any major superstar that has come to a team in his prime, remember he's several years younger than T.O. and Marvin Harrison, and subsequently produced less and aggravated the fans more than Moss? By the end, Randy Moss was absolutely reviled by the Raider Nation. What a legacy. I asked a question earlier, and someone suggested Keyshawn Johnson and Terrell Owens might share similar dubious honors. Well, I'm not so sure Keyshawn has ever been so universally reviled by his fan base as Moss was in Oakland. I am not even convinced that he was ever really a true superstar. And while T.O. was hated in Philly, he produced. And I think the jury's still out on the tenure of his tenure in Dallas. One common thread, the wide receiver position, which is unrivaled in the proliferation of divas. Even Ashley Lilly thinks he's brilliant. That's beautiful. Don't you guys see it? Sean, you are the freaking bomb. That was from Sean on the Raider Take, and you just got to love it. Thank you so much, man. That's from theraidertake.com. Check out his blog. You can comment. The commenters are really good. Get on his boards. They're great. Uh, great ideas, a lot of good good stuff on his uh, site. So check him out, man. It is the bomb. <laughs> okay, let's move on to the next story. Welcome to the black hole. 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 So let's go into the draft, man. We got 11 players. That's what I'm talking about. 11 players. Of course, number one, Jamarcus Russell. All these guys came on the media and, of course, the Oakland Raiders site. And if you listen to what they have to say, don't waste your time because they're just singing the song and dance. They're jacked up to be here. You just got to know this. They're all jacked up to be here. They're all excited about being millionaires, that's for sure. They can't figure out where to live or where to spend their money. They got 20 million things going on at the same time. So while they're talking to you, they're thinking about what Bentley they're going to get, where they're going to live by the beach, whether they want a ranch or not. All these questions are severely important. And they got to be going through these guys' minds. You got to know that. That's a fact. They be going through mine. I'm telling you right now. Jamarcus Russell, number one pick. Everybody had him one on the boards. You know, the whole bullshit about this uh, Calvin Johnson and he's going to be the pick. They all had Jay Russ on the board. If we wouldn't have taken him, somebody would have taken him. I bet you that the Lions would have taken him. I mean, that's a number two pick. So he wasn't going any place. But guess what? Jamarcus Russell. Welcome to the Black Hole. I love it. Zach Miller. That's right. Zach Miller from Arizona State. This kid is pretty awesome himself. I like his character. I like the way he carries himself. And he's pretty big, although he could get bigger for his position. Six foot five, two fifty six. He's got pretty good hands, 
but he needs to work on his blocking. That was his college scouting thing. I don't think so, man. I think I see a big-time, big-time tight end for us. You watch Zach, baby. I think he's going to put it together for us. And that was a really good choice, and it was great that we went after him early because Russell needs someone to throw to, or Walter, or McCown. I don't care. The best man winneth. Quinton Moses, defensive end from Georgia, six foot five, two hundred sixty-one pounds of outstanding rushing machine. Twenty-three sacks in this kid in college. He is going to make it big. He needs to put on a few more pounds. Just like all these young athletes, he will, as he matures, he's going to get bigger. But the fact of the matter is that you got our man Burgess on one side, Quentin Moses on the other side. Good night, Louise. We just need to plug that hole in the middle for those running downs. That's for sure. Of course, then we went to Mario Henderson. Now that was a pick that we're, you know, once you get past that first pick, you're not sure where you're going to go. Well, guess what? Mario Henderson is the man. He has good size and a good frame. He's playing at a tackle position. He's played both sides before, but offensive tackle is mainly where he plays. He's played there before too. Six foot six, three oh two, and he also could gain a couple of pounds. He was a great basketball player that lends to balance and good footwork. So he's a very, very physical player, and I think this kid will help us out a great deal as well. He's still improving, but the thing about this player that I like the most is his long arms. Man, this guy's got like legs on his arms. He could reach out and touch somebody, and I'm telling you right now, just what we need for the running of uh, our new running back duo, which I hope happens pretty doggone quick. Let's see now. Michael Bush. This kid is something. This kid has shown heart and was supposedly going to be the Heisman Trophy winner this year, perceived to be. So the thing about Michael Bush is he fell deep under the radar because he fractured his leg in his senior year. Just because someone gets hurt, there goes their draft day situation. You know, the thing about that is we picked him up for a very reasonable price, and the kid is a full-on gamer. He can play football. As far as running goes, there's no doubt in my mind that this kid can outrun. Well, he reminds me of Marshawn Lynch. And that's, you know, that's one of the things that, that I, I like about the way his running style is. He runs a little too erect. That's the thing that they say about him at six foot one, 243 pounds. He is nonstop, though. This kid has a motor, and his legs will just not stop moving. That is the very type of running back you want, not like <clears throat> someone we know, Lamont, I've got to go, Jordan. Anyways, he can run inside, he can run outside, and he's got a great attitude. He is a let's-win-this-thing kind of guy, and I expect very much out of this guy. 
you know, could be the next Marcus Allen. I'm telling you right now, I'm going to be the Nostradamus on this one. This guy could be the next Marcus Allen for the Oakland Raiders. I'm going there. You heard it first. Okay, now here was a big surprise, but I knew they were going to get rid of Moss, so I wasn't really surprised. Johnny Lee Higgins. Now, he was a senior at UTEP, 5'11", 186, not unusually tall, not unusually big, but he's pretty fast, and he didn't show it in the combine at a 4'5'2", but he's got quick spurs of speed, and he's a great athlete. He leaps pretty good, and he's got great hands. Let's just hope that he pans out as this pick because this is a great place to pick good players. I hope he's the wide receiver, the diamond in the rough that we've been looking for on the Raiders. I was really surprised, too, that we picked him there. And we have John Bowie, who's a cornerback. Now, everyone's going, what, are we getting another cornerback? What, are we going to get another cornerback? Look, this is the situation. We have Stuart Swagger at free safety. We got to have someone out there in case people get injured. It's a position we need good players. It's never too late to get defensive backs. They're always getting hurt. It's a good position to be deep in, and we're going to be deep in it. Plus the fact he's got a pretty he's pretty strong and he can run pretty quick. So, I'm not surprised about that pick. And I'm not surprised about Jay Richardson, another defensive end out of Ohio State, which is a very good team. Okay, He was selected 138th overall, and this kid, as far as his size, let's just take a look, 6'5", 279, and he's got excellent size with a big frame and very long arms, which he's going to need. He's very athletic, and he's solid against the run, which is very good because they're going to need him. He has a nonstop motor as well. Um, he could, could he could put on a couple more pounds, but he's pretty quick and get around the corner very well. I think you can't have enough defensive ends, baby, especially with our defense. We want to help him out, and they could move him to a different position, as the Raiders have been known to do. Would not be surprising. So let's look here now. Who do we got next? Eric Frampton, safety. Let's look at Eric's situation here. These are, the, these are the unsung guys. These are the guys you don't hear from. 5'11", 205 pounds, strong safety, Washington State. He's not the, He doesn't have all the measurables as far as his size and speed goes, but here's something that Lane Kiffin saw in a guy, and this is the untangible. This is what it is. He goes to the ball before it's thrown. This is one of those guys that just has an instinctual playing ability that you just can't understand. He makes big plays, and he's not the biggest. He's not the strongest. He's not the quickest. But his mind, I want to tell you about Fred Blitnikoff. There's another guy that comes to mind when it comes to people out of position that didn't have all the tangibles that played a great game. This kid is that way. He's an instinctual player. He just plays well. He sees where things are going. You know, has a lot to do with his skills in his melon, which is something I've always talked about. We need players that are cerebral. As I've always said before, they got to have the smarts. I think this is a great pickup. Something happens to Stewie, we got someone there. And especially that he can learn from Stuart Swaggart is a huge bonus. Okay, let's see. And we got a character named Orenthal O'Neill, fullback. I don't have much information, but I'll get some on him. 
And then Jonathan Holland, another wide receiver out of Louisiana Tech. Let me tell you guys, if you're not drafted the first 10, it doesn't mean you're shit. It's a crapshoot. <laughs> Any one of these guys could be a super freaking star instantaneously. They could make it to the show. And I'm not kidding. And that's the way it's always been. And you've looked around. That's why it's inconsistent. That's why it's a crapshoot. It's like going to Vegas once a year right here in front of us at the Raider Nation. Well, let us hit the Raider Nation podcast comments forum section. I just want to point this out right away. In the comments forum section, we have Smurfzilla. He comes in with the 2008 draft, and you can check that out at the Renation Podcast comments forum section and look at what he has to say about that draft. But I'll tell you right now, I said it all when I said post-draft hangover. I can't even look at a name of somebody. I'm glad it's over. I'm looking forward to the mini camps, and then main camp, and then preseason, and then we're off and running. Okay, let's go through a couple here. Dingo Ate My Baby says, Broncos draft. Can you say the Broncos blew it hard? Absolutely. What a crappy draft. They trade up to get a sensational pass rusher in Jarvis Moss. Dummerville holds this role already and screwed the pooch on this one. To actually trade up for a player when he would have been there, an original pick is so lame. They gave up their first, third, and sixth for that. Then they go and draft another defensive end and kill Tim Cower, which is about right, and go and draft oh, offensive tackle Ryan Harris uh, far too easy. They finished their draft by picking a complete head case in defensive tackle Marcus Thomas. I guess Maurice Claret. Wasn't big enough punk ass for them. I love it. Shanderat. Let's have another meltdown in the locker room. I predicted it last year. Let's see it happen again. Adingo ate my baby. Sucks about McCovey's. At least it was a good meet you there, Randy and Greg in line. Yeah, I met Dingo ate my baby. Very nice guy. I was shocked to hear it was sold out. Only 200 people were allowed in. Shit, that wasn't even the Raider neighborhood, for God's sakes, let alone the freaking Raider Nation. <laughs> That's for sure. The best part about the whole event was meeting Demaro and Stuart Schwaggart. The place was roaring when Demarcus Russell was picked, and then the booze came out when Ginn was given uh, picked by, Jam- by Miami. And when the 49ers were on the clock, by then the whole place was mostly empty. I guess it was worth 15 bucks but it would have been more fun if the place was full of people instead of gay-ass San Francisco gear, <laughs> San Francisco Giants gear. Yeah, you know, that was a terrible thing. Matt McCovey's was a bust. Ricky's, Ricky's in Oakland, man. That was the bomb. Not only you had Tardell Sands there, they had like four players there, five players there signing autographs. It was the bomb. It was a private party. It was very good for booster fans. So get on a booster list. Get on a booster club. Get out there, Raider fans. Make your own booster club. It's a great situation. You guys should do it. And I'm not kidding. Tokai Outpost in Japan. Hanging with Coolio. <laughs> I know Al likes kicking it in old school. 
But did he, did he have to draft John, David, Bowie, and Eric, Peter Frampton, match up with Doug, Peter Gabriel, and Coolio, Mario Henderson? And we got rockin' halftime show, man. The team really needs to draft some guys with better names. Oh, right. That's what you say, Robert. I say no. <laughs> he goes on to say the team really needs to draft some guys with better names because they really don't give me too much to work with. Where's Quarshir? And Gabija Biamila or Kumana Wanalea. Oh, gosh. And how many Quentin Moses um, <laughs> uh, parting the offense line jokes will, they, they, will we have to listen to? Maybe the team is moving from being a punchline to a punching back. Amen. Go Raiders. All right. Thank you, Robert Moorhead. Let's see. He talks about this Nancy Gay in her stupid ass article, and that's about it. Everybody wants football. I can't go too much. I'm a little over the clock. I will hit this again next week because we have the camp. There'll be interviews, and there will be podcasting that I can guarantee you. Raider fans, get out and buy your tickets. Get your freaking tickets and put your asses in the seats. Let's see you out there at the game. I want to see you at the tailgate. Bring some booze. We'll have some meat. We'll have some fun. We'll scream it out, shout it out, and then we'll go in for some beatdowns of those AFC West bullshit opponents that we have and hopefully rise up to the top and be dominant again real goddamn soon. Okay, this is Raider Greg on the Raider Nation podcast. Thank you for listening. And Randy and I, thank you for listening, actually. But... I am out. <laughs>